when two worlds combine, it sparks into existence a brand new life of clarity and cosmic insight. This is the truest form of alchemy. Join Becky Gregory and Hillis Pugh on Cosmic Insight, only on Real Revolution Radio X. Everywhere you look, people are talking about CBD. That's why it's such an exciting time to experience HempWorks, the best-selling, most in-demand line of premium CBD oil and CBD products for your health and wellness. Founded by entrepreneur, executive, and business coach Janice Wagel, HempWorks premium quality standards can be found from the top down and across the organization. From hemp farms to clean extraction methods, to safe bottling. Every step in our production process is vetted, monitored, and traceable, literally from the ground up. Thanks to our unique tracking system on the side of every HempWorks CBD tincture, we can track each batch of CBD oil all the way back to the farm it came from, all to ensure that you and your business are offering safe, effective, and high-grade CBD products. including CBD tinctures, topicals, and soft gels, botanical face masks, hemp-based hair and body care products, CBD bath bombs, CBD fruit gummies, CBD coffee, even CBD products that are good for your pets. Recognized by the U.S. Hemp Authority Seal of Approval, HempWorks isn't just the CBD leader in product quality, variety, and innovation. We're actually helping to build a safer hemp industry from seed to shelf. Learn more and become an affiliate today. Hello, all you cosmic explorers. Welcome to Cosmic Insight. I am Rebecca Gregory here with Phyllis Pugh. And welcome to an amazing episode of Cosmic Insight. I have one of my dear friends with us today, Mariah, who is a certified Reiki master teacher of Yusu Yu Reiki and an initiate of the Toltec Shamanic tradition, medicine traditions, sound healer and ascension coach. I love her. Uh, She is an author, teacher, and the founder of the Quantum Light Healing, the online spiritual retreat space called the Enzo Retreat and Starcrafting, an introduction to ascension through self-exploration. That book, I tell you, is amazing. I had the chance to read it and actually practice some of the stuff that's in that book, Starcrafting. So you guys got to go out and get that. So Mariah, it's been a long time. Welcome to the show. Okay, bringing her in. Hello. Hello. I'm trying. I'm trying to change so you can see me a little better. I'm not sure how the lighting is. No, so where you were was actually perfect. So either way, you're still glowing. You're oh, radiant okay, being perfect. you. That's all that matters. <laughs> yeah, the beautiful illuminating light coming, just shining you out like a, oh. a beautiful being you truly are. Perfect. <laughs> yes. So, Mariah, what have you been up to lately? I see that you do these. Do you still do them daily, the readings, the card readings for the planet for the world do you still do those every day the collective card readings? 
Um, I haven't been doing them um, the same way. For a while, I was pulling in a lot of people's like spirit guides, ancestors, and just seeing what comes through. Um, and then I moved to like more collective reading. So like energy analysis daily. And this last six months, it, it was like so much information that I literally couldn't, I couldn't process all of it. So I started sitting down once a week and doing uh, just a channeled writing uh, for each day of the week. And the last month I've kind of stopped doing that. So I'm not sure exactly what direction I'm going now. You know, I find that interesting, you know, with a lot of people that do the work that we do, that everything that we've done before is now like taking this dramatic pause and this dramatic shift. And so now it's like, okay, we're twiddling our thumbs, waiting for the go ahead of what do we do now? It's like, what's the next move? I need help. Mm -hmm. And so with that, I mean, with the channel writing and everything that you do, up until like six months ago, what was it that you were seeing uh, shifting, you know, on the, for the collective? What is it that you were tuning into? Um, at what time? Like before you stopped doing the daily uh, readings and then moved to the weekly ones, what was it that you were seeing uh, coming in? What energies were you seeing coming in up until that point? Oh, um, just recently? Just, it was a lot of information. So it was overwhelming for me. And I think a lot of people that were reading it was, it was so much stuff coming through that was really hard for me to, um, to figure out what, what was most important, if that makes sense. So I had to kind of simplify it. So instead of getting down in just like the, the three dimensional level, just kind of rising up and doing the higher perspective, highest perspective is basically what was happening. Yeah, I love that. I mean, because we all have to really find a way to process and disseminate the information that's that's coming in as we move through these shifting times, you know, but it it's really sets the tone of how we move forward. And so as we continue to move forward in this new divine Aquarian energy. I can't sit still. Uh, this has been a day where I just can't sit still for nothing for the life of me. I always got to, something moving. Uh, yeah. Energy. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we switched roles because I'm usually the one that's moving all over the place and I'm pretty uh, staying still today. So, <laughs> so Mariah, are you finding with the work that you do in um, levels of working people, a new opening of people uh, requiring different things in your work and changing to different levels. Are you experiencing that as well as you're moving through what you're going through right now and um, what's coming in and who's coming to you, like a shift in more an opening, I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah, there's, um, what I've noticed with my clients is a rapid rise in frequency. Mm -hmm. And I, I actually analyze people's fields and okay. measure their frequency ranges and just watch how um, quickly they react to certain healing sessions. And so the energy is getting stronger and people are shifting frequencies really quickly and they're able to stabilize those frequencies uh, easier. Yes. Than in the past. So I used to have to have a lot more maintenance for most of my clients. And now it's, it's pretty simple to get them to a certain level and they're able to maintain it easier now. If that makes sense, yeah. 
Yeah, it totally makes sense. And I totally agree with you. I find now with the energies it is, you know, I'm, I, I feel for myself personally, there's this whole shift in how we do sessions or how we work with people now because of the energy changes where we use what was always taught in the old, but now it's like we have to transmute and transform it into something totally unique mm-hmm. um, for everyone who's waking up at these, just going through the roof and being able, you don't have to do the deep, deep, deep dive like we used to before. Like it, even though we still do the deep dive, but it's like, it, it, it just clears much faster. It's energy. like this now. Yeah. Where before it was like this, now it's like this. Are yep. you finding that as well? Yes, yes, yeah. definitely. It's a, yes. it's a different foundation, right? So it's, yes. uh, I, I felt like we're transitioning into the love-based foundation reality out of the fear-based. So mm-hmm. um, the energy is lighter, so it can yes. clear easier and stabilize faster. It's more organic because you're not going against the grain, you know? Yes. And I think it's something really discussed and bring up now, even with light workers or people that are doing healing work right now that there is, I, I, I mean, I've talked to some people, they're still kind of, that our healers are still stuck in that kind of, I don't want to say old way, but that I guess the old way, the old, you know, vibration of what was, and we really need to now open up to expand into what is now where, what was before to, to, um, to harness that new energy and knowing the beingness and the, and the trueness of who we are are embracing now yeah yeah mm-hmm. and shifting Hillis wants to say something you yeah, know it was just <laughs> now I'm just thinking about all of this I can feel him thinking I'm like okay he's ready to go I, I better yeah probably- it's interesting because I'm thinking and and as you say this it's really interesting because of the simple fact that yes people who practice you know Reiki people who practice uh, all these other uh, techniques, these other modalities, you know, some of us are stuck in that way of what is the best way to help my client? What is the best thing that I can do now to help this person to move forward in this new energy? And, you know, you and I both know that those don't work anymore. And so, you know, we are stuck in this way of, okay, well, that didn't work, that didn't work, that didn't work, what do I got to do now? And just last week, I, you know, sat with my teacher who taught me the modality that I use. And he even taught me a particularly new technique that we, in this human form, is advanced as opposed to uh, the star beings and people who taught him this technique is novice. So I'm like, if this is, this, if this is novice for them and advanced for us, you know, how much further do we have to go? Uh-huh. So I guess, you know, my next question now to you, Mariah, is for those who are in this uh, space of movement, how is it that the quantum energy that we are moving into, how does that really define what you do and how is the use of this energy able to uh, be of assistance to them? So, okay, well... Well, the work I'm doing now, I didn't know five years ago was even possible. You know, I didn't understand it. And it took me mm-hmm. starting to do it and practice it to realize the power of it. And in that time frame, we've also gone through a shift collectively. Mm-hmm. So people's frequencies are rising. The, the field I feel is uh, lifting of some of the denser energy, um, the denser consciousness and 
you know, obviously there's this kind of this, this dualistic fear of love based reality happening now that's pretty obvious. Um, but in general, I feel like there's a lifting of the energy. So these things can happen um, easier than in the past. Mm -hmm. So my work kind of evolved through, I moved from New York to California and um, I had clients in New York. So I just started doing quantum work and these uh, healing sessions were coming to me before I did the quantum work. I was getting visions, but I didn't have, didn't have all the pieces, mm -hmm. you know, and I don't think the energy was quite there yet for us to tap into. Um, and so I just started, you know, uh, trial and error kind of on myself and some friends and family and uh, refined these skills. But now I work with people that are doing this work. They don't even know they're doing it, you know? So it's kind of like setting up, it's almost like you have to set up boundaries for your work. So you're not doing work when you're not aware of doing work. Does that make sense? So a lot mm -hmm. of people that are tapped into this ability, uh, this healing modality, the quantum arc, which is through the pineal gland. Like I, I, I teach them to refine the, the boundaries they set. So they're not um, doing work when, you know, they're not intending to. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, it makes so perfect sense. So, I love that. Yeah, it's, um, it's pretty cool because myself and a lot of people I've worked with aren't aware that how real this is like i have clients in on the other side of the planet you know that i work with and um my process is pretty refined at this point but there's there's definitive measurable um results from it that's hard to understand unless you've you know you have to experience it experience it yeah exactly Mm -hmm. Can you explain some of the work that you do in a little more detail for people that are listening that might not be aware of what you do or how you can open to maybe help help them? Yeah, well, I work on um, opening and clearing the higher gateways. So you have, you know, your in-body chakras, most people know about, but then you mm -hmm. have um, soul star right above your crown. And then you have stellar, universal and cosmic gateways. And yes. then you have two lower gateways. Mm -hmm. So most people I work on, the higher gateways are not activated. I did a session on Hellas. He's the only person I've ever done a session on first time that had the higher gateways open. Um, everyone else, they're closed or distorted. Um, and what happens when you open those, it reconnects you to basically your, your essence, your I am presence, as well as source energy. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people feel a ton of anxiety if those are closed. It's really easy to be manipulated, controlled by fear. Um, and those open up and are cleared. So you clear this channel of energy from source all the way down to earth. And there's just mm -hmm. this new awakenings, new revelations, third eye opens, you know, there's a lot of things that can happen and everyone's totally different responds differently to it. But the, the purpose of that is to realign, realign people with their soul truth okay. and, and their higher self. So they're no longer in this distorted reality. So that's, that's a really powerful session right now. And yeah. I have, um, I work with the Merkaba, Merkana, mm -hmm activating the seven rays and um, sacred geometry crystals. And uh, it's really powerful work. I actually sit down and do an analysis and get very precise readings on the field and the chakras and 
what's causing the issue and I can heal the catheter template, you know, all that, that yes. a lot of people do, but I came up with a very analytical way of doing it because I'm very whole brained. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I have to see it. <laughs> I studied quantum physics before I really got into this because I was like, this doesn't, this is way too out there for me, but I knew it was real. So I had to kind of prove it to myself. So, yeah. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And it's so neat too, how you can be like, like you say, and have to see it to believe it, but yet work in that field. And now you're seeing results of what you're doing to see it and knowing that this is real. Like, and a lot of people just don't, we're not taught that we're taught the physical part of us. And, you know, we're not taught that there's this whole other energetic quantum field that when we learn to embrace and harness that, that's where the magic is. That's, yeah. that's where the true healing is. That's where we're going. And it's, it's just such an exciting for me, like an exciting time right now of this whole transition, even of medicine, moving into working with the quantum field at a new level, being able to like openly talk about it instead right. of hiding behind the, you know, the back alley somewhere, or, you know, <laughs> I don't know why that came to me, but it did. <laughs> yeah. And so Mariah, with, with, Everything, I mean, everything that's happening right now with the shift, especially since after the solstice. You know, we have, you know, the Aquarian energies coming in. We have the the 21st century energies here. We have uh, the advanced technology, all this stuff that's coming in and coming up. What are some of the things that you notice on an energetic level globally uh, by either working with your clients or just notice randomly that has been shifting um, that you can that you can share with us. What's been shifting? Um, I see new um, new energies merging. So I've seen I I see in like energy basically. So what was shown to me is like rivers of light in rivers of darkness so people that are meant to be together kind of come together they're going to find their way to each other but it's it's a little dissonant because there's some residual stuff that has to be let go of before people can move into that space i don't know if that makes sense Mm -hmm. yeah um so that's one thing with the energies and then um there's there's like this consciousness opening, but there's a lot of energy trying to keep people from doing that. So there's this kind of back and forth between 3D, 5D. You want to use that, Mm -hmm. you know, analogy. So they're in 4D kind of moving up into the higher realms, but then get into fear-based back into three, which I think is pretty normal. Yeah. Um, But I think this transition is getting easier despite how much chaos and dissonance is in the field, I still feel like it's getting easier for people to see it and resonate with it and have it make sense to them also. Yeah, it's almost like a roller coaster. You get on a roller coaster for the first time, it's like, what the heck am I doing? I'm just like, all oh, in this fear, basically. <laughs> no, not, you see this giant mechanism, this machine, this ride, and you just like, <laughs> Yeah, you get on it, and it's like, oh wait, that wasn't so bad. And then you just keep getting on it over and over again until it's like, oh, this is this is what I want. Right. And I feel that's pretty much where we are right now. Giant roller coaster ride. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, one message I've gotten a lot of recently, which is oddly um, applicable right now, is the need for patience and um, faith in things that you cannot yet see. So there's, which is when you're like manifesting, co-creating, using energy, it's kind of one of those things that you have to learn to work on these levels from a different state of consciousness that we're not used to. Mm -hmm. It's like working from that space for me, that pace of surrender at all times and trusting yeah. and knowing that you're not really might not see what's going on, but just to know that all is unwinding and unfolding in divine guidance. Right. Knowing and releasing doubt and fear is yeah. another major me message because that's how you create. The doubt and fear is like leaks in the boat, you know, leaks in the bucket. So deciding what you want and believing in yourself and that. So yeah. those, and then also when we have so many choices on what to believe and who to believe, you know, it's like what resonates with you and mm -hmm following through on your intuition. Are you find, I'm so curious since you see, have you noticed like going out in the world now, like seeing all the different people, like seeing the zombies that are people totally sleep and see, are you, are you seeing those difference of all the different types of people kind of where they are on, the, on their path? Oh yeah. Well, and I've been aware of this for 20 years, you know, mm -hmm. so I'm used to it and people are I'm like, I'm used to living out here somewhere, yes. you know? I think all of us are, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's <just> like, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so, it, it, yeah, go ahead, Ellis. No, it's, it's kind of like how I met both of you because I, I'm, I'm just sitting here thinking in, in how, you know, the energies that we desire, how they guide us. And, you know, with you, Mariah, you know, who knew that I would be meeting a fellow uh, psychic and, and tarot card leader at WeWork, you know, at an event. I'm like, what? This is the actual thing? Come on. And so, you know, after after the event was over, you know, we just vibrated in the same field and, you know, just grew in that respect. And so, you know, when you guys talk about, you know, seeing people out in the world on their path, it's, you know, it, it's, uh, a beautiful thing to to see and to witness the evolution of so many people uh, living in their corporate life or living in uh, in a state of you know uh, uh, dare I say ignorance, but you know it's true. You know when mm -hmm. we live in that that space, you know not knowing sometimes not knowing is a good thing because when you become fully aware of what is, it's like oh my goodness, this is happening this whole entire time. You know so so. <laughs> You know, what do you say to people? What do you help, I mean, uh, or guide people to when they are in that space of uh, moving in from ignorance to a, a state of awareness? Um, usually I, I don't say much. Like most of my work is about them finding that for themselves. And, um, you know, I don't, I don't feel like it's my my job to tell people what to believe per se. It's more like getting their energy clear and helping them figuring that to figure that out on their own. Um, but people that are just kind of awakening to things this past year, I would say there's a lot of confusion. So 
I'll, I'll point out something small, you know, to bring them back to this is, this is something that can keep you from getting too confused over these two timelines or two realities that are playing out right now. And that helps people. So it's like simplifying things, I guess, for them, instead of letting all this tons and tons of information come in and then it's just overwhelming. It's yeah. kind of just simplifying point of reference, you know, type of thing that people do ask. Yeah, I, love I love that. that. And um, I think that's where it's, you know, just, just working with people and, and, and for my path, you know, just opening up and knowing when you can receive some so that's a beautiful way to explain, to simplify it for people until they are ready to receive where they are in their path and what's going on. And is there a theme now that you've, um, I don't know why this came to me that you're seeing right now with people that you can maybe give a tool or a tip to help that you kind of see like one main theme that's kind of popping up over and over again in the new energies and what's happening with the consciousness of everyone? Um, it's really a need to tap into their intuition and to relearn how to trust themselves. Mm -hmm. Pretty much everyone, because uh, my readings, I don't call myself like psychic. I'm a channel more yeah. so. Um, but every single person, it's like, they know what they need, you know, deep down, they know exactly right. what they need. They know the path they need to walk. Um, but there's a little tweaks, a little things here and there, but the main thing is uh, helping them to remember their connection and to refer to that and build that the strength there with their intuition and higher self. Um, yeah, pretty much everyone. And then it's, it's kind of like pulling them back. No, you know, you know what you need to do. You know, this is it. They're repeating it. They're telling you, you know, <laughs> And that's the hardest thing, isn't it? It's like, you know this, why do you, you know, I, they, it's like everybody always wants you to, to like do the work for them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I am uh, one of those. Uh, that I was like, do, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I want you to just do the work for me. I'm tired. Just do it for me. But you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's really interesting that you bring that up because, you know, you know, I'm sure all of us have had that one or two or five people that say, can you just do it for me? And the mm -hmm. answer is no, <laughs> you have to do it yourself. Mm -hmm. But I appreciate the fact that you said the word remembering, that you talk about the, the space of remembering, because that's what I have always referred to the great, the great awakening as, mm -hmm. the great remembering. We are moving to a place of remembering our Stuff, our authentic stuff, our soul stuff, the, the divinity that we are. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's a process. And so, you know, in the process of remembering who you are, I mean, no one can remember who you are. People can guide you to help you remember, but you, as uh, someone who's watching this, you have to uh, remember who you are. You have to allow and step into that energy of trust. And, and so, you know, when, which I guess brings me to this very important uh, point is that when we are in this space of wanting to remember and wanting to trust and for those who have, you know, had a life uh, felt well of mistrust or couldn't trust anyone or couldn't trust themselves, you know, you know, moving into trust can be a bit challenging. And so, you know, uh, I guess now is what, 
do you offer or what can you share about for someone who has to, because we all have to now mm -hmm. move into trust ourselves and trust about intuition? Um, I guess it's just practice. It's self-awareness. Um, I think there's definitely still a healing process of, you know, bringing out subconscious belief systems programs. Um, but it's, it's just being aware and present, you know, it's, it's really simple, you know, sounding yeah. <laughs> much more complicated to apply, obviously, but you know, you stay, you stay present in the moment. Um, I do, you know, obviously I work with energy specifically and, if your energy is, is if you have blocks in your field or chakras out of alignment, it just makes things way harder. So keeping learning how to keep your energy clear or getting an energy healing from a, a healer uh, fairly often, just like, you know, going to the spa once a month or something like that. It should be a preventative thing, I think, um, to help people keep their fields clear. And, um, because that just makes, it makes things harder. Cause once your field's clear, it's easier to see what's going mm -hmm. on. Things are called blocks for a reason. You can't see them and you can't move through the energy, you know? Um, so being present in the moment, and if you, if you feel blocked or like there's things that you don't know are happening, it could be an energetic issue, which can usually be resolved fairly easily once you bring awareness to it. And I think you bring up a great awareness there of, of being in the present and being in the now. And if something's out of sort to know, to stop right then and there mm -hmm. and look at it and take the moment to, in the now to look at it because you, you can clear it very fast if you allow it to speak and allow it to move through and look at what you need to, to look at. Are there anything um, you feel in that, in that being that now and, and walking through to, to help assist people like in that present time where something might come up a, a quick little thing to kind of help them snap out of it or, you know, look at it real fast. Well, I think, um, self-love is one. So, um, breath work, breathing through it. So you yeah. don't, cause a lot of times people will confront a situation that they have a block in or something and they just freeze up, you know, and then that's when kind of the trigger happens mm -hmm. and, it creates more um, dense energy in the field. So breathing through it, feeling the emotion, and then being like, it's okay. Yeah. You know, I like, if you feel sad, it's okay. I feel sad. I'm going to let myself cry and get over it and, you know, move through it and then, you know, move on afterwards. Beautiful. Yeah. But, you yeah. Know, yeah, as you speak through this, it's really interesting because I'm seeing all these different visuals of someone who is still has that fear-based mentality. And so when they are in this fear-based mentality, they come to a wall, which is their block, and they don't want to open the door because of this fear that they have. And it's, as you said, you know, being present and allowing yourself to feel what needs to be felt in that moment to walk through that door uh, of, you know, fear-based uh, thoughts and, and energies. And as we move, uh, have the courage to step into that uh, space of self-love and allowing yourself to feel what needs to be felt. But at the same time, when we are so trained mentally 
can just live in what feels or what we think rather is safe, then, you know, it's, it's a tricky mechanism. It's something that kind of trips you up or trips up other people in a sense. So when people are trained in this fear-based mentality, you know, I know you just mentioned about self-love, but what if they don't have that to, to reach for? What if they don't have that, that thing to help them reach for that space to give them what they're asking for that moment? What is it, something that you could probably recommend or suggest that to flip the switch to release that fear-based mechanism or whatever it is that keeps them in that quote-unquote fear-based or that safe <laughs> space mindset? Um, you just take it, uh, whatever you can find to be grateful for. You know, it could be, um, I'm breathing, you know. Mm or um, I have clothes on my back, or there's a roof over my head. You know, I, my, the first place I lived in New York, I lived on top of this loft and I had about four feet of moving room. And wow. the, I had to crawl wow. around my room, okay? <laughs> and the roof started leaking and I didn't have a job. I didn't have any money, you know, it was like horrible. And I just, I was, I was glad I was in New York. And I was like, I'm glad I'm in New York. And even though the roof's leaking, I have a roof over my head. And even though I have an air mattress, I have a mattress and a pillow, you know? And it's those little tiny things that you can tap into to give gratitude for that can help you go, okay, I'm okay. Long enough to take the next step, you know? Um, so in, in any moment, any situation, there's always something there to be grateful for. And the bigger the list, the better, you know? So. Thank you so much for that. Cause I, you know, myself, sometimes you always, when you go into gratitude, you look at like the big things, but it, then it, but it isn't, it's just bring it coming. And then I was going to remember, no, just come into myself. And it's the simplest thing, like having a glass of water to drink. Sometimes it's the most um, profound gratitude to have. Yeah, it puts you out of everything. Exactly. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. You know, and I want to add, what I would like to add to that is, you know, Becca, what I've noticed in our guests over the past few weeks is that there's been one consistent theme and it's always has been being present. Mm -hmm. and, and so with the energy of being present also speaks to what she just talked about, Mariah, is having that gratitude. And, you know, when we are not fully present, you know, we are always looking for a, a distraction, something to take our mind off of what it is that we uh, don't want to deal with or something that is coming up and we just want all attention, all distractions. And so I feel now, and maybe you can agree and add to it, but now since we are in this ever-changing energy, there are now a lot of distractions that oh, people don't want to deal with their stuff. People don't want to deal with the shadow work. They don't want to deal with the, the lower vibrating energy. They don't want to deal with any of it. They just want to just coast on through as if nothing has happened and nothing has changed. Mm -hmm. So for those who are uh, in this space of shadow work or people who don't want to deal with any of their finding distractions, 
um, how can you uh, add to or maybe help people say to be free of, of these distractions and really step into owning who they are? Um, one thing that's come to me recently is letting go of any external influences. Mm. Um, letting go of the concept or idea that things outside of you are going to make you happy or fulfill you, um, which is a lot easier said than done, like everything mm -hmm. else. But, um, so it's really like back to honing into your intuition, you kind of giving yourself the validation you need, the acceptance you need, the love you need, um, and not look externally for it because you're not going to find it there. Cause I feel like with all this information and the distraction, it's keeping people from doing that. And that's what people are being called to do, you know, is to self-validate, to self-realize, to, you know, find that deeper connection with their intuition. Um, and so I guess to kind of break it down, it can be, taking um, note of what you go to and why you go to it mm -hmm. and trying to just cut down little by little, you know, instead of every time, you know, you say you start researching something, you know, to find out more information about politics or, you know, some, I don't know what people go to. I do a lot of readings when <laughs> I distract myself. Um, but so saying, okay, do this when I feel like I'm trying to escape. So I'm just going to cut back. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't have to clean sweep everything and meditate for two weeks on end. It's just cutting back little by little until you're more conscious and aware of your patterns, you know, mm -hmm. and coming back to the present moment, coming back to the heart space and reconnecting. Yeah. And yeah, I, I totally agree with you. That's, um, I, I always joke about the chocolate chip. Yes, I'm bringing cookies up again. <laughs> but I mean, I, I'm feeling, you know, what you're talking about being back to the present and, you know, stalking ourselves at a whole nother level to the point of a chocolate chip cookie. Like, why do I believe I love this chocolate chip cookie? Like the energy of, you know, that's how, that's how in tune we need to get to every little asset of what we think we believe to, mm -hmm. to find the core of us. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I know why I like chocolate chip cookie. And double chocolate. Double chocolate chip cookie because they're nice and chewy and soft. And if you get them at room temperature, <laughs> even put them in the microwave, they become all ooey and gooey. And then the sensation and the taste, and then it's just like, yeah. Well, so that's keeping like present it. with that and not escaping your body. So that's good, yes. right? Awesome. Yeah, I'm fully present when I have a chocolate chip cookie. I'm going to send you some. <laughs> I will be waiting for my okay. delivery. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, that's really you know a good analogy. You know that we've been talking about you know being present and and Mariah, what I really appreciate about us connecting today is how you keep going back to making things simple and to yes. simplify everything because you know we as a culture, we as a species tend to overthink and overcomplicate things more than what they should be because right. being present makes everything simple. But 
because of being present. What are you talking about being present? I mean, we have all these distractions. You know, we have our cell phones, we have uh, TV, we have all these things that are outside of us to grab our attention. But why is it that, you know, other people are vying for the attention that you want to give yourself? You know, and sometimes it goes on to us looking outside to see uh, a reflection or a representation of our self, of our soul. But, you know, come to find over these, you know, especially over this past year, you know, you really, there are representations of what you desire to be, but then you can also obtain that too by being present. And I think it, I like to bring back up another thing you spoke about earlier was also being patient. Yeah. And this, I think that's a huge key of um, just expanding and being our awareness to be patient of, and kind and the self-love of <clears throat> where we are and what's going on for us. So I, I feel those go hand in hand. Well, and I think we're at a point now too, well, always, but there's divine timing at play always with mm-hmm. everything you're working on. If you're really in alignment and really walking that path, there's things that need to come together before what you know is meant to happen can actually fall into place. And that's the faith in things that you have yet to see and patience because you know you're going in the right direction. Um, but there's a lot of things, moving parts here that have to come together that you don't have any control over. You know, yeah, so you, it's, you it's, feel it's, Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. You're fine. <laughs> oh, no, I was just saying, I, I feel like a lot of people get off their path because they don't have that patience and they're like, I want it now. But it's like, yeah, I tell people all the time, but how can you really acquire what you want if you don't allow the pieces of the puzzle to be put together along the way? Because you'll be missing pieces at the end and the outcome's not going to be what you had the expectation for. <laughs> Well, and really, I feel like no matter what you do, if that's meant to happen, it's going to happen. I do really feel that. Mm -hmm. And all you're doing is just giving yourself a lot of extra work to do Mm -hmm. and stress on the path, you know, and it's really, if you just trust and believe in it, you take the steps that feel organic and natural and then things kind of come together as they need to. All close. Yeah. Yeah. We like the hard way, don't we? Fighting against everything, suffering, pain, you know. The human experience. A human experience, you know. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what we signed up that, for, right? That cycle. How many times can I do that to myself? Yeah, exactly. A couple more. <laughs> well, but isn't that kind of what we signed up for? You know, the human experience so we can evolve into this really grand, enlightened being where we don't have to come back here anymore? Yeah, that's the yeah. plan. You know, to ultimately be one of the ascended masters, or or ah, here's oh. one, ah. Oh. or to embody the energy of an ascended master here on earth, like Jesus, like you know the others, you know, like Buddha, like mm-hmm. Gandhi, like Martin Luther King, like all these people that have come before us. They have the the embodiment the completion of the energy where they it was like this and, and mm-hmm. so you know i think that's not think i feel that's what we are all striving for to have that but now with this new energies with these new technologies and all these things you know it, it has been a bit more challenging to find that focus to have that patience to really sit and really owning and discovering your mastery remembering 
Yes, remembering. It's all about the remembering. <laughs> and speaking well, I, of distractions, I have my dogs running around behind me. They're loose in the house. And they're <laughs> oh, that's okay. My dog came up to me and started grabbing my ankle leg. I was trying to... It <laughs> <laughs> happens. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what I was going to say, so it wasn't that important. It's okay. <laughs> It's okay. I mean, and, and sometimes those fleeting thoughts, they do return. Um, but what I want to really have the people that are watching this, I really want them to understand and feel and know that regardless of where they are, if they are, you know, at the beginning, middle, or close to the end of their journey, but, you know, if we're close to the end, that means we're almost done. And so congratulations. Uh, uh, but you know is for people to really understand you know and that there is more than just one way there's no set one way so Mariah I know that you work with multiple people on multiple journeys what are some of the things that you can share and you know I know we talked about a lot other than just meditating and you know finding yourself and, and loving yourself and being that uh, individual, but what are some of the other things that you can really uh, share with people, even to assist them to say, hey, you're not alone, we're in this together and, and I'm here for you. And so what are some of the, the things that you witnessed and experienced to help uh, others in this uh, space? To not feel alone in the yeah. Um in just the journey, I guess I'm a little confused by what the um the question is. Um well I mean I mean we're all on this path together. And so I guess you know it, you know, sometimes I just ramble and energy comes in and just whoop, it just comes right out. Right. Um and so and so I guess you know, since we're all on this together, we're doing this together. And some people, you know, may feel lost on their path on their journey. So, what uh, things have you seen or witnessed to help people to feel that they are not alone, that that we are here uh, together in a supportive energy, whether it's you know in person or energetically or what have you, to really you know know that we're not alone. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I guess the path can feel really lonely, like you, um, because you are, you have to separate from other people to figure out who you are, you have to separate from other people's energies. But I think we spoke about this in an interview a while ago it was quantum entanglement. So there's this energy that connects people through the field. And it's, it's uh, connected outside of space and time you know, quantum entanglement. And yeah. uh, we also have this collective energy, a collective mind, which isn't one mind dictating what everyone does, but it's how, you know, I can tap into the field and get specific energies for like an energy forecast or whatever. Um, so there's ways to connect to other people outside of time and space if you feel like you're physically alone. Um, and also multidimensionality, I think helps with that too, mm -hmm. connecting to your guides and your ancestors and your angels 
helping you to know that you are not walking the path by yourself either. Just reminding yourself of that um, eternal being, the eternal spirit um, that you are in these other dimensional spaces to help you to um, know that there, there's more support than you could possibly fathom. I don't know if that makes sense, but, um, and everybody, we're, we're all the same capability, potentiality, I believe, different talents, etc. but we all came from the same source too. So that helps with judgment, not judging others and understanding that we were all birthed from the same source, you know, and essentially equal in that reality. And, and talking about quantum entanglements, how we get entangled with other energy and hold that space and, you know, could bring their beingness and their beliefs into our field and all that, you know, we can go down a rabbit hole with all that talk, but just uh, to simplify, you know, if somebody is working on quantum entangling, entangling themselves uh, from someone, you know, cutting the cords from someone, um, I think that's a huge thing right now, you know, going through those boundaries and setting those boundaries. And I know you probably work with this, you know, on letting people out of your life, um, especially family members that, you know, might be pulling you down where you are on your path or things like that as you untangle and see. Um, do you have any tips or anything that you see with that? And, you know, as far as like people who are working on timely and all of a sudden realizing, oh my gosh, I don't, this person doesn't fit in my life anymore because I'm moving at another energetic level uh, to assist people. Cause I know that was a huge struggle for me. Like, oh my gosh, I've been friends with this person forever. And how can I, they're, but they're not matching who I am. How, you know, I need to disconnect from them for a while, whatever, you know, and, and I think a lot of people are struggling with that right now on the path of moving as things start to untangle and unwind within them. I think the best thing people can do is to um, send love to that person. This sounds a little cliche, I'm going to yeah. be honest, but if you you can literally visualize yourself sending unconditional love through the um, the cords to help them dissolve organically or naturally mm -hmm. um, instead of being like you know cutting cords and mm -hmm. with a, a more aggressive attitude. I understand there's you know frequency ranges and resonance that happens, and sometimes you know someone will rise in frequency you just don't resonate anymore, and there's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't it's not something to be judged. It's just, there's not a lot of interaction that can happen here because this person's going this one, this way, and this person's going that way. So if you can change your perspective into one of unconditional love and understanding, mm -hmm. um, regardless of if you're, you know, your conscious or, or, or earth-based mind, ego mind understands it on a higher level, you, you can apply that higher perspective. Gotcha. Thank you. Thank you for that information. Cause I think that's a, that's a, I think a huge struggle when people are waking up, you know, when the resonance waves and that disconnect from the different vibrations. Yeah. Well, you can't pull people with you. They yeah. have to choose, you know, and if you try to just get exhausting and you'd end up where they are again, you know, so it's just, we, we always want to fix everyone. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's part of the human experience. You know, we have this uh, desire, this innate desire to be of service to people. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know, we are wanting to find how does being of service look like? 
And sometimes being of service is, as you just said, fixing somebody. And sometimes, no, you know, being uh, one who is of service, you know, like we are, you know, in the beginning, you know, we, you know, at least I did, I can't say for, for you all, but it's like, I just wanted, would take any client and it's like, I'm going to fix you, I'm going to make you better and blah, blah, you know, just had all these, these hopes. And then when you're in that space, it's like, wait, what am I doing again? And so you, you inadvertently, you know, uh, get caught in this trap of uh, wanting to fix them. Then you take on the energy and it's like, oh, wait, then I got to go through this whole process of clearing myself because <laughs> I took on their stuff. It's like this whole, this whole thing that you do. And mm-hmm. now as, as you move through it, you know, as, you know, we become better at being of service and, and not just having the desire to fix people, but to teach people because that's, know the essence of being of service is to teach is to guide is to help people mm-hmm. on their way it's like look i can you know as as what's the old saying you can you know uh you can buy fish for somebody but if you teach them fish they can feed forever however the saying goes mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> well that's exactly what it is it's a healing process helping people see uh, you know, patterns they need to fix and change, clearing the energy, but then really teaching them how to reconnect. I mean, that's, you know, and so I have all these, I have all my books, my Enzo retreat, all this stuff. And that's all it is. It's like processes to help you pick and choose the best way for you to navigate back to self. Yeah. I definitely want to say for anyone who's watching, as I mentioned before at the beginning of the show, definitely want to get Mariah's book, Stars Crafting, because I read it. It's a phenomenal book. It's really easy, simple to read uh, to help you uh, step into more of your whole self, your higher self. And so, Mariah, we're almost out of time. I really hate it when we get to this part of the show. It's like the yeah. most, it's like you want to like keep on going. It's like, oh, we're <laughs> I know. It's like the saddest part of the show. Uh, but Mar- Mariah, where can people find out more about you and where to go and all that good stuff? Just my website, oneprecious.com. I have um, all my sessions up there, info. They can reach out to me, send me an email. I have an online membership retreat space now that has all my books, all my online classes for like a monthly fee and um, pre-recorded healing sessions too. So Instead awesome. of doing the one-on-one, they could just lay down, do a session whenever they want. And I've analyzed those and they're actually really effective. That's so cool. um, That's beautiful. That's but cool. before you go, I want you to, because Rebecca and I were so taken away by this, you have to show off your painting in the background. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I was going to say that earlier when you sat down. I'm like, I'll show your yeah. painting off while you're sitting. My lighting in here is pretty dark. Can you see it? I can see yes, it. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Oh, Mr. Buddha closer. himself. Oh. That's so powerful. Energy. Oh, I absolutely adore that. Okay, there we go. Is that the whole thing? Now, do you sell your artwork? Yeah, I actually, I have a website. Um, which yeah, I saw on there. You do, yes. Is that okay. painting on your website? MariahBeretta.com. I have um, prints and merch, and okay. I have original pieces that are rolled up in my closet right now that I need to wrap and probably get in some shows, but I haven't been too focused on that, but gotcha. I do sell it, yes. Do you have a print of that one behind you? Yeah, up on the website. Yep. Okay, I'll check that out. Yeah. <laughs> 
Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you, Mariah, so much for gracing us with your beautiful energy today. It has been awesome, been amazing. And, uh... Hugs. Yeah, big hugs. <laughs> if I disappear. Thank you so much for asking me again. I appreciate it. It was great meeting you, Rebecca. Oh, Mariah, it's been an honor. Thank you so much. It's uh, I really enjoyed my time with you today and just love hearing about your work and everything. And I'm going to have to get that painting because I just love it. <laughs> so awesome. let me know if you have any questions. Thank you. I will. Coming on the show, it uh, means a lot. Thank you so much. Got it. And you. until next time, Cosmic Explores, you have an amazing, amazing day. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be televised. But heard instead. Dear listeners, through podcast radio on realrevolutionradio.com. Never before has inspirational podcast radio been taken to this next level of wow. Until now. Today in the age of information, more and more people are searching for answers and in solutions and how to better approach and perceive every day-to-day concerns by tuning in to realrevolutionradio.com. Isn't it about time we take back our lives? Back in consciousness. In a higher state of awareness. In the evolution of our own state of higher well-being. Yes, we can do so consciously every day by tuning in to the many groundbreaking and third eye-opening podcasts. Our new Cleveland-based network of over 33 paradigm-shifting internet talk shows only on realrevolutionradio.com. Be part of that change. Evolve. Be inspired.